0: Happy New Year, writers! This is Kristen Kiefer, and you are listening to the very first podcast episode of 2018, episode number 37 overall. In the coming year, I plan to continue transforming the articles that I write for the Well-Storied blog into audio here at the podcast, as well as catching up on my backlog of blog posts so you can begin listening to the oldies but the goodies, too. And actually, we are going to do just that today by digging into a popular series of articles that I wrote for the blog in October of 2016, in which we wrote down the three-act story structure. This blog series appeared in three parts, with each issue covering one of the three acts of the three-act story structure, so keep an eye out for parts two and three here on the podcast over the coming week or so. But what in the world is the three-act story structure in the first place, and is it something that you should be using to plot out your stories? Let's talk about that today. If you'd like to read along as you listen, you can check out the transcript for today's episode over at well-storied.com slash act one. The first act, nailing your novel's opening chapters. Are you ready to discover the power of story structure? For many writers, plotting out their major story beats according to a specific structure may not sound like the most attractive idea in the world. The misconception that structure is too rigid or makes for predictable stories is pervasive, but it is indeed a misconception. Story structure is not a story in and of itself. It's simply a blueprint, mapping out the major beats, also known as moments of conflict, that give a story shape and a sense of pacing while still maintaining the flexibility needed to produce unique storytelling. There are many story structures writers can use to map out their books, but the three-act story structure is perhaps the most widely used and beloved. Over the next three weeks, we are going to break down each of the three acts in this structure step-by-step here on the blog, beginning today with Act 1. But first, is the three-act story structure right for you? Whether you are a pantser or a planner, a newbie or an old pro, A strong understanding of story structure is one of the keys to writing a strong, captivating book. Keep in mind that understanding story structure doesn't mean you have to actually outline or pre-write. If that's not your style, no problem. It's truly the understanding of story structure, and then writing with that structure in mind, that will make all the difference. Some writers even remap their books according to a specific structure during revisions rather than plotting before the first draft. Whatever works for you. The three-act story structure itself can be used to map out most genre fiction books. Whether your story is plot-driven or character-driven makes no difference, as the three-act story structure takes into account both the external and internal arcs of a story, weaving them seamlessly. The three acts of the three-act story structure represent a strong beginning, middle, and end. An end. And. (laughs) Or, as I like to call them, the introduction, opposition, and resolution, with a transition between each act serving as one of your story's major turning points. Let's look at a quick overview of each act now. Act 1 makes up the first to 15-25% of a book and serves to introduce the protagonists in their everyday environment before pulling them into the heart of your story. Act 2 picks up where Act 1 left off, and runs through the 75-90% to mark of your book, showcasing your protagonist's journey toward achieving their story goal, opposing the antagonist or antagonistic force, and developing as a character. And finally, Act 3 runs through the remainder of the story revealing how the protagonist overcomes their core flaw or fear, defeats the antagonist or antagonistic force, achieves their story goal, and makes right any wrongs committed along the way. Think this structure may work splendidly for the story idea you have in mind? Let's dive in deep, Writer. Let's begin by exploring your novel's opening chapters. The first act of the three-act story structure consists of three important hallmarks. The hook, the inciting incident, and the first plot point. These hallmarks make up anywhere from the first to 15-25% of a novel, simply depending on how many scenes are needed to establish the protagonist's everyday life, dissatisfaction, and call to adventure. If you don't already have a strong idea of how you want to open your novel, I suggest beginning with the final hallmark, the first plot point, and then working your way backwards. This is a trick that I often employ when plotting my own stories, since I am far more likely to know how my protagonist gets dragged into the heart of the journey, rather than I am to know the opening chapter. That said, we are going to work in chronological order today, simply for the sake of clarity. Let's begin by breaking down the hook. Nailing your novel's hook The hook is the very first scene or sequence in your novel, and its purpose is just that to hook readers into your story so they'll continue reading past Chapter 1. To be effective, a hook must do three things. It must introduce the protagonist, establish the protagonist's everyday life, and show the protagonist dealing with an everyday conflict. These three items give readers a strong understanding of not only who your protagonist is, but also what they're like, their personality, their shortcomings, their hopes and dreams, and so on. Meanwhile, by introducing an everyday conflict, something that shows the protagonist is not or will no longer be safe or satisfied in their everyday life, you kick off your novel's forward momentum. You let readers know that your protagonist's life cannot go on as is, that something needs to break, and soon. Ready to see the hook in action? Check out these popular examples. In The Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins, Katniss is introduced as a responsible, determined teenager who hunts illegally to feed her family, which suffers under the rule of the Capitol. In Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen, readers meet Elizabeth, one of five daughters facing financial insecurity should they remain unmarried upon their father's death. In The Fault in Our Stars by John Green, Hazel is introduced as a teenaged cancer patient battling depression and her mother's insistence that she attend a cancer support group. Finding the Inciting Incident The second hallmark of Act 1 is the inciting incident, the event that sets the story in motion. Something in the protagonist's world has changed, providing them with an opportunity to assuage their dissatisfaction or presenting them with new dangers they now must overcome. In most cases, several expositional scenes will fall in between the hook and the inciting incident that continue to expand upon your story's protagonist and their world. That said, it's the inciting incident that will first give readers a taste of the adventure to come. Before we dive into examples, it's important to note that many protagonists don't initially accept the call to adventure found in the inciting incident. A core flaw or fear roots them in place, with the potential consequences of action proving to be too steep in comparison to inaction, at least in their own mind's eye. Now let's check out these popular examples of the inciting incident. In The Hunger Games, Katniss's beloved younger sister, Prim, is randomly chosen to participate in a televised fight to the death. In Pride and Prejudice elizabeth meets mr darcy at the netherfield ball and immediately takes a disliking to him despite the financial security his hand in marriage could provide her family and in the fall in our stars hazel meets augustus at a cancer support group and the two begin to forge a friendship defining the first plot point Several scenes may occur between the inciting incident and the final hallmark of Act 1 that continue to expand upon your protagonist's world and inner conflict. However, it is the remaining hallmark, the first plot point, that will at last launch your protagonist into the heart of the story, Act 2. Typically arriving between the 15 and 25% mark of a story, the first plot point represents the moment of no return in which the protagonist at last chooses to engage with the action of the story. In some cases, however, the inciting incident and the first plot point will actually be the same event. This typically occurs when a character is thrust into engaging with the story, whether by force or extreme stakes, rather than them hesitating and later choosing to do so on their own. If your protagonist initially resisted the call to adventure during the inciting incident, They will now answer that call as a result of raised stakes. The consequences of inaction? Because of the events between the inciting incident and the first plot point, they can no longer afford them. They must engage with the events set in motion or risk far greater consequences. Need a few examples of the first plot point? Check out these moments from popular stories. In the Hunger Games, Katniss volunteers to take her sister's place in the games thus pulling her into the heart of the story. In Pride and Prejudice, Darcy encourages Bingley to break off his relationship with Elizabeth's sister Jane, thus cementing Elizabeth's hatred for Darcy despite the man's growing affection. And in The Fault in Our Stars by John Green, Augustus shocks Hazel by revealing he has arranged a meeting with her favorite author, whose book's ambiguous ending has haunted Hazel for years. Wrapping up Act 1. The first plot point is a major turning point in your story, wrapping up act one by pushing your protagonist into an adventure far outside their comfort zone. But the three hallmarks of the first act—the hook, the inciting incident, and the first plot point—shouldn't be the only moments that occur during your novel's opening chapters. As we touched upon earlier, additional scenes should fall in between each story beat. But how many? Well, it depends on the story. If you know your hook, Your inciting incident, and your first plot point, focus on figuring out what key expositional details readers need to know, as well as the actions and conversations that will transition your protagonist from one story beat to the next. This certainly isn't easy. Nailing your novel's opening act is a process that will take time, so don't worry about mastering these tricky opening scenes in the first draft. Revisions, editors, and beta readers are your friends when it comes to finalizing an amazing opening sequence for your novel. As you also likely noticed, there are a few key elements you first need to know if you want to plot a strong opening act. Things such as your protagonist, their story world, and the stakes. I have a bunch of resources that you can check out, different articles on these topics that really go in depth, and to check them out, make sure to head on over to our transcript for today's episode at well-storied.com slash act one, where you can find the list of these resources at the bottom of the article. And once you have all of these elements worked out, make sure to come back to this breakdown anytime to work on mapping out your story's plot with style, structure, and ease. Writers, thank you so much for listening in to today's episode of the podcast. As I mentioned at the top of the episode, I will be covering the second and third act of the three-act story structure here on the podcast, so stay tuned for that over the coming week or so. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like to help support the podcast, there are a few easy ways you can get involved. The first, and definitely the easiest, is simply to share the podcast with your fellow writers whether that be online or in real life. Word of mouth goes a long, long way toward helping the podcast grow. So if you are able to do that, that would be an awesome way towards helping the podcast thrive. Subscribing and leaving a quick rating and review is also a great way to help support the podcast. And finally, if you have a buck or two to spare each month, one easy way to monetarily support the podcast and really all that I create for Well Wellstoried is to become a monthly patron over on Patreon at patreon.com slash <laughs> That was a mouthful. Thank you for letting me give that spiel, friends. It really means the world to me when you guys help support the podcast in whatever way you can. And all right, I think that's all I have for you today, friends. Thank you again for listening in. It means so much. Here's to our amazing writing lives in the coming year. I wish you all the very best with your writing in 2018. And I will see you guys for the next episode of the podcast. Bye.